Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting once again in Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge, the heart of the Clempire. I am here sitting across from my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Yeah, Welcome, thank Manny. you. Thank you. It's great to be back here. Yes. It's a lively crowd. We got some shit going on it's here a, today, it's man. It's a fucking multimedia fracas going on. We yeah, got yeah. a doc, a film crew uh, here. A film crew and shooting a documentary on Snake and Jake. There's some porno stars here, I Okay, see, all right, all right. That I recognize. Going to mix it up. Yeah, yeah I, I think I know who you're there. talking about. See, that one I know. Yeah. I've seen her. <laughs> you recognize her. Yeah, I've seen her. Even with her clothes on. Yeah, I recognize her. You're really paying attention. She's a good one. chick. She's sure, sure, right, sure, sure, sure. Ah, they're all, uh, all good kids. There's nothing wrong with porno. I think porno is a beautiful yeah, thing. You know, it's a, to each his own. Yeah, yeah, something for everybody. Yeah, thing. you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with sex between a man and a woman. Okay. You know, and there's nothing wrong between sex between man and three women. Okay. You know, I think it's fabulous. Okay, very good. And right. You know what? The, the three most romantic words a man can ever say to a woman? <laughs> I can't wait to find out. Three words. I got this. Oh, okay. Nice. Yes, you I know, know what you mean. Those are the three most romantic words. Right, right. I got this. Have that uh, can-do attitude. Exactly. Yeah, so ladies like that. that, you, that know, you're gonna, you want uh, an orgasm? I got this. <laughs> okay. You want me to mow the yard? I got this. Right. You want me to pay the rent? I got this. Rotate the tires. That's all. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know. You know. That's cool. But anyway, what's going on with you? Oh, well, uh, what's going on with me? I uh, went out to uh, Tampa, Florida, played a gig there in Tampa. Very successful one-night uh, trip there with the, with the iguanas. Uh, came back to town. I got to say, the salt wedge is still weighing on my mind. This, uh, <laughs> this salt wedge that's coming up the Mississippi River. And I said last week that, uh, you know, I was in the, the grocery store and there was plenty of uh, spring water, plenty of bottled water yeah, available. Yeah, we're not going to run out of that. Well, so I went back this week uh-huh. and all they had left was purified water and distilled water. So they, already they'd sold out of. Now, maybe it's just a, a, a shipping issue, you know. Maybe yeah, I was there the be day fine. before the, uh, the, the shipment was coming in. But, but uh, we'll just... I'm not so concerned about the, the, the bottled water situation, but looking at the agencies in New Orleans that are supposed to be addressing this, yeah. that's, uh, that's the Surgeon Water Board, yeah, who yeah. has been trying to pump water out of New Orleans unsuccessfully to, to a great degree for 100 years, yeah. and also the Corps of Engineers, yeah. who brought you uh, things like uh, Hurricane Katrina, those kind of engineering failures. Yeah. So, yeah. I know, you know, we, yeah. ha- we have about, like, Three weeks before the salt wedge gets to the the processing yeah. intake in New Orleans, and uh, they were they put bids out last week, and they were supposed to have uh, all the bids in. I mean, they you know they put them out for bid. Yes. But, and yesterday, and they didn't have them yesterday. I said, well, we're hoping to have them tomorrow. So they, they don't really have a sense of urgency that I would uh, anticipate. No, there is no. In fact, it's so funny you bring that up because this morning I was driving. And um, on the news, uh, I guess Jefferson and Orleans Paris are going to work together to build these pipelines. And apparently, uh, Jefferson Paris, the salt water will be there by the 26th. Uh-huh. Orleans Paris is going to be by the 28th or 29th. Mm. And they said they'd have it done by the 1st of November. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so 
that's not good. Well, not the, good. the latest thing I, I saw in the news today was uh, the president of Jefferson Parish uh, was saying that no, in fact, we're going to go on our own. We're not going to not going to do it in conjunction with with yeah, Orleans well, Parish. Uh, yeah, they're smart. They're yeah, smart. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she yeah. she can see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 um, yeah. Now, the uh, the thing I read in the newspaper today, they said that uh, the pipeline, it's like a twelve mile pipeline they're building yeah. between New Orleans and Kenner, where this dip in the river happens, um, where they they think they're going to be able to drain uh, fresh water off the top, right. but. Uh, the 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 maybe that's the Corps of Engineer. I, I don't know who's doing it, but they said it, that would take between thirty and ninety days. Right. Yes. Thirty and ninety. So I mean, thirty days is is well. Now pray we're at for the, rain. At the third one. Just pray for rain. I that's mean, all you can do uh, now. You know, I'm, uh, just, just pray for my rain. My wife said, Renee, what's wrong? I said, I don't know. I just feel kind of bummed out for no good reason. She goes, Well, it's not for no good reason. Well, it's not for no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's exactly right. <laughs> Some shit is weighing on my mind. You know. Um, well, you know, I uh, I belong. I'm a member of the Ring Room, right? And right. Uh, they have that beautiful swimming pool there, which is a salt water pool. Okay. So I like to go in there every once in a while. So I'm used to it. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to be used to it. The thing is, is it's not going. You know, they're not going to get this done. You know. The sewage and water board is like, it took them three years to fix your street or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not going to happen. So we, we're just going to have to pray for rain and uh, uh, stack up on the water, you know? I mean, I don't know. What are they going to tell the, the, the people? Well, oh, well, we tried, you know. Uh, we are out there, well, you know. Well, it was like that guy who used to run the sewage and water board. It was a, uh, uh, it's an act of God. Yeah. I quit. You remember well, that guy? Yeah, that I mean, guy? what was his name? I can't remember. His yeah, it's an act of God. I got no. It's not my responsibility. See you later. Bye. Right. You know. And I mean, he I'm got a, a huge, you know, retirement fund and all that. I, kind I'm of afraid stuff. that may be their their yeah, ultimate that, reaction. Yeah, you know that they yeah. they just say, oh well, what do you expect us to do? I don't know. Address it. Uh, have a sense of urgency. Well, you know, all hands on deck. But don't you think this all comes back to climate change? Oh, well, for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, no. It it's all, all, all these things that you don't expect are going to, you know, all these, these uh, different mechanisms are, yeah. are being tripped. Like, you know, you have some, some ocean rise, and we haven't really had too much ocean right. rise, but as it does rise, this problem will be worse because the, already the, the river is below sea level, right. so that's why, it's, right. that's why the, the gulf is draining into the river. So if the gulf is even higher... Well, you know, being from California, mm -hmm. you know, Southern California, we always, everyone always said, buy desert property because when the big one comes, you know... It'll be uh, oceanfront. Uh, Barstow's going to be oceanfront <laughs> property, right, you know? Right. That's what they always said, and I think it's kind of the same thing here, you know? Lord. Because it's a lot of these little parishes are gonna gonna disappear what the hell's going on here? i think they're shooting a little b-roll they want to capture the uh, us uh, uh, All right. uh, the, uh, the 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 podcast uh, as part of the snake and jake's experience here yeah oh wow okay well yeah yeah you know i'm a sag member so i, I should get paid for this all right oh. you know anyway what else is going on yeah, well, one thing I saw in the news, the uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg stamp came out uh, today. It was released, uh, painted by our, our former guest, Michael Dees. Right, yes. It might be like his, 
thirty uh, fifth or fortieth uh, postage stamp that he's. Painted. I wonder if he gets free postage for doing all. You know, this I don't stuff. think he does. He uh, franking privileges. Yeah, I don't think he gets any uh, franking privileges yeah, from no. from uh, from doing that. But he, he gets paid. They they do. Well, pay good. Him. Yeah, I'm sure he gets paid. You know, a couple of things I wanted to bring up, yes, and then we ahead. should probably get to our guest. Absolutely. We've got yeah, we got a load here we've got of a full full celebrities. Full dance card. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so there was a in Banth National Park. Do you know where that is? Banth. 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 I think. Banth. Isn't that in Colorado? I don't know or, where it is. Or maybe anyway, Montana or something. It's I a national know. park. Okay. So I saw yesterday that a bear killed this couple that was camping. Killed both of these people. Hmm. Okay. Killed this uh, woman, or the wife, and the husband. Killed them both. And then, of course, the next sentence, you know, the next uh, paragraph said that the bear was euthanized. Hmm. So what I want to know is, how do they know they at the right bear? How okay. does that? How did? How do they find out which bear killed this couple? I mean, there's bears everywhere in this park, right? Sure. So they all kind of look the they same. They have a lineup. The ranger gets like a lineup of bears, <laughs> and they have some witnesses come and say, "Okay, turn to your left, turn to your right, bear." Right. I mean, are witnesses going to squeal on the bear? And eyewitness testimony is not reliable. We know that. Well, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, was, we know that. <laughs> you know, or does maybe there is a witness, but it's too scared because the bear might, you know fuck with them right so how do they know which bear it is i do not know you know this I, is you know I, I so and know. why it's, it's their home we're invading their home he's just doing bear shit yeah man. well that's yeah, it yeah, it's, 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 it's like i'm a bear <laughs> you why got, are you blaming me <laughs> yeah don't why why are you, why are you fucking killing i me, didn't man? come to your house right you came exactly, to my house exactly so i don't understand how they how they just all of a sudden say oh this bear did this you know this bear did this crime yeah. yeah, this is stuff that keeps me up at night. Yeah, yeah. You know, but speaking of other things that you know that are crazy, going nuts in this mm-hmm. world, um, this guy in let's see, where, uh, somewhere in New Jersey, the Maryland area, uh, he had had it. He's from some small town. He had had it with his uh, local police department. I don't know. I can't remember what the town is, but uh, he decided that he was going to just drive his big, huge truck into the police station offices just like slam his truck okay and make a statement yeah he was he was tired of it and he did it but apparently he chose guns and roses to you know it was blasting on his stereo that was the soundtrack that that was a soundtrack for him slamming through this police department because he slammed through it the cops, you know, you know, went, for, you know, scattered around, and welcome they came to out. the jungle, something yeah, like that, something like that. Okay. And they and they pointed guns at him, and it's it was still blaring. Uh huh. You know, welcome to the jungle. GNR mm-hmm. was going on. So I was thinking, now, if I wanted to do that, or if you do that, what what song would you would or what band would you have done? Huh. I don't know. Maybe like. Uh, uh uh, raw power or something. Yeah, Eat some the Iggy Stooges. Pop, yeah, 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 Iggy and yeah, Stooges, yeah, like MC5, yeah, maybe. maybe. So the Dolls, maybe. Uh, uh, something like that. I don't know if I do the Dolls. The pistols. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, just anarchy and you know, something yeah, like that. Because I yeah, just yeah. thought to myself, well, what song or what band would I use to just fucking just slant? And you know, you're going to jail, right? And who knows for how long. 
So what's that last song? And you're not going to have music rights in jail. You're not going to. They're not going to give you a boombox. Right, you want to do it with some flair. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I was also thinking maybe some Tony Bennett. Okay. You know. <laughs> I like it. You know, uh, Vicky Carr. Right. You right, know right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Bossa Nova. Yeah. Once I love yeah. Little Joe Beam yeah. for you. Yeah. Steve yeah, yeah. Lawrence, Edie Gourmet. Okay, I dig you that know, too. I, yeah, I could yeah. do that. Los so, Ponchos. Yeah. You know. <laughs> or you know, I could do like you know, uh, uh, Mr. Rogers. You know, okay. it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. It's a one- uh, that's, boom. Th- that that sounds quite disturbing, actually. Yeah, that, that, that would be a good uh, defense too. Sure. As opposed to Guns and Roses, right? You right. know, wh- what's this guy listening to, Mr. Rogers? Yeah, so it's anyway, all a big accident, all a big so misunderstanding. So that's that's what's going on. And, okay. Uh, also, one last thing, I yep. just wanted to say, I've tried my first. I tried it on uh, just on Sunday. I've tried my first peanut butter and jelly and bacon sandwich. Ooh, really? I tried it. Mm. Oh man, it was good. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you it, you it like was, that, Derek? You like the sound yeah. of that? Uh, I was an El- bacon, a tribute you know. to Elvis, you know, because well, Elvis know. did that. He well, was famous for doing that. Sure. So I thought I'd do that, and it wasn't bad. Well, you know, I don't eat bacon, but I can see like the already the peanut butter to me has it's that's a savory aspect to the peanut butter right. and jelly. Yeah. You know, it's a little yeah. salty, and you get yeah. that with the the sweet jam. So I could see, you know, you put that smoky bacon flavor in there. Again, yeah. not something I eat, but I could see how that would appeal to someone. And I had a, on a, a, a wheat toast. Okay. You know, I was really concerned about what kind of bread to use. Because, you know, you could try maybe sourdough. Because sourdough is always good for a BLT. Yeah. You know, or maybe a hamburger bun. But all I had was wheat toast. Okay. And wheat And wheat, wheat bread is always good for PB&Js anyway. Yeah, I like that too. You know. But I didn't do like a multigrain. I just did a just a simple wheat bread. Yeah. Because uh, the multigrains get a little crazy for me. <laughs> a little too bit too nuts. much going too on. Far. Yeah, there's a, too much nuts and seeds, and they get stuck in the teeth, and then like, you wake up the next day, and you know you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning, and there's like a seed, and you know the, between your teeth, and yeah. you know I, I don't know, I just don't dig it. But anyway, let's get in, let's get our guest in yes. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got he's a, exciting to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I figured you know since we have uh, uh, again a full dance card, we uh, we got. Uh, three guests, so I'll uh, kind of introduce who who we have sitting here, and then we'll we'll go around and, and speak to them more in a more focused fashion. So first of all, this is uh, we we have Jude Akers, the great Jude Akers, uh, chess master, has the the uh, world chess table down on Decatur Street. Uh, he first appeared on the show uh, in way back in January of 2019. It was uh, uh, episode one of the worst shows ever. Uh, it was one of my favorites. Uh, episode 43, uh, Jude Akers. Chess Master Monster, I think it was called. So you guys can check that out if you want to get the the real nitty gritty on on Jude's whole life. We'll get into a little bit of that later on. But uh, Jude has just had a, a, a documentary on his life uh, in the in the making for twelve years. Just completed. It's making the uh, the rounds at the uh, the film festivals and all. And we have the filmmaker Derek Bridges sitting here with us. Yeah. And uh, we're going to speak to him. We also have. Uh, a Terrific uh, communications director, marketing uh, maven uh, over here, uh, founder of the Chess Table and and the Chess, uh, Cave. chess Cave, sorry, and the uh, the uh, the Redbury Chess Foundation, uh, uh, Miss Bailey Badaway, and uh, so we're going to talk to her as well. But uh, 
first of all, we're going to start off with this fella. I've, I've known him for the, the whole time. I've been involved with Jude and, and this, the, the people around him. He's a photographer, a videographer, a writer, editor, and now filmmaker, uh, maker of this new film, uh, The Man in the Red Beret. And so uh, we're going to talk about that. Without further ado, the great Mr. Derek Bridges. Welcome, Derek. Hey, y'all. Nice to, nice to see y'all. Nice to be here. So you hung out with this guy for 12 years? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You did all right. When I first met you, you had black hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Derek, uh, yeah. this is... This is your uh, your first feature length film, I believe. You've done uh, videography work for, like, you, you work at uh, uh, Tulane University or Tulane School of Public Health. You do video work for them and tropical medicine. And tropical medicine. I don't want to. I had that here. Uh, it's uh, important to them. I, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know. I think I we have some Tulane. some some people <laughs> yeah. in common. Uh, yeah. I think I, I know some of your colleagues there at the, uh, the School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine. There you go. Um, but, uh, well, what possessed you to make a film? How did you meet Jude? What gave you the idea to start making a film on him? Okay. Uh, I met back in uh, 1999 or so. I was working at Loyola's, uh, the Loyal University Library, and Jude would come in at night. And back then they had about a half dozen uh, public computers that folks can jump on, and Jude would come in there at night and use most of them. Um, okay. For porn? <laughs> Chess porn. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, so he would come in at night, and, and you know, he'd wear he'd have his red beret and his red uh, uh, hoodie up and all that. Um, and, and I guess it was around 2000, the Oxford American Magazine, they had a really great cover story about him written by Matthew Teague. Um, and uh, I think it was called The King of Decatur Street, if I remember that correctly. Okay. Um, Anyway, so that was in Oxford American Magazine. We, we subscribed to that at the library, and I saw that, recognized Jude, and I read an article. And that's, and that's when I first learned about Jude's sort of backstory, his difficult childhood, and all of his, um, his career uh, promoting chess and his time in San Francisco and all the amazing folks he met out there. Um, right, Jude is one of those characters. He he. Uh, so he played Bobby Fischer, the great uh, 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 grandmaster, world, world champion, world champion uh, and played him to a draw when they were both. Uh, I guess at, this was at LSU in the early '70s, and kind of uh, uh, made his bones there. Jude went out and and did uh, tons of uh, uh, world record uh, chess exhibitions. Uh, he Jude's story. He's he's living in San Francisco, hang out with. Uh, 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 Janice Joplin yeah. at times. So, so go on. Yes, just to give the people some sure, background. Yeah, yeah uh, Bobby came through town in 64. That was when uh, Jude played him to a draw at the old YWCA. Uh, he, uh, Bobby played like 75 people at once, and Jude was one of them, and he had the draw there. Okay. Um, so and, you, you find yeah. out about Jude, and you think, well, this, no, you, did you think, well, has anybody documented this? And uh, you find out, no. <laughs> well, other than the Teague article, and then, you know, and at that time I was g just getting into photography. I was taking a lot of classes of oil and photography. And uh, I just struck up a conversation, and he mentioned he had a, a chess exhibition. He was giving a little simul at a talk coffee shop, and I went there and saw, shot some pictures, and I printed it up a nice learn by 17 black and white, gave it to him, and he's like, and, and he was very excited when I gave him the picture. He's like, there's millions of people who are going to see this, um, and you're going to be very wealthy. And, um, 
but here's the thing. Jude I actually, is always very enthusiastic. He's, it's, absolutely, it's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the enthusiasm is contagious. And there was another, uh, someone named Paul Reifsnyder back then who had the ch- judeacres.com URL. And sure enough, that picture ended up there, and I got a check in the mail for 100 bucks. So oh, wow. There, there you go. go. Now, are uh, you, wait a minute, let's go back. Are yeah. you from here? Where are you from? No, I moved here in 98. I'm from, uh, I grew up near Chicago. Okay, so, yeah. and filmmaking was always something you wanted to no, do? No, I mean, I went to grad school. I went to under, uh, undergrad journalism, and then uh, grad school I went to, for creative writing, um, fiction writing. And uh, Mac's wife uh, and I, we had a small child and who was about two years old at the time, and, and, and I, I kind of was falling in love with New Orleans, going to Jazz Fest and all that kind of usual things, and talked her into moving here. And uh, that's w- and and that's when I got into photography. I had the the small child took a picture of her that that really amazed me, and uh, it, it kind of captivated my imagination about photography. And so then I, so the writing and the photography eventually kind of merged. And and uh, later on, yeah, I wrote the long article about Jude, and uh, and that's when the documentary idea came. And that was like 2011. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, going going way back there. Yeah. So and you didn't have any experience uh, making a feature length film. Yeah, though. yeah, Renee. I had uh, no experience, and I I had no idea what I was getting into. I, had, <laughs> I had, uh, didn't have very few skills in the area. Um, uh, you know, it, you know. I had a friend at the time. He's like, "Hey, you know, the camera. You, people are making movies with DSLR cameras. You know, we should do it. You have, you have a camera. You can do that with." And he kind of, my friend Trey Dierkin kind of talked me into it. So he and I started this together. Um, but yeah, I was, you know, I had no, no expertise in the area. Well, Manny says, uh, like, the standard thing is uh, if you want to go to film school, just buy a camera and go make a, go spend your money making a movie. You'll learn more yeah, making absolutely. a movie than you yeah. will in, yeah. in film it's school. It's all about, uh, like, it, it just, you just have to be a gorilla, a gorilla filmmaking kind of thing. I agree totally. That's why I started. It was like it was something I always wanted to do, and uh, it seemed like the yeah. If I want to learn how to do this, I should just make a movie, and that's the best way to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so so you start shooting film. Yeah. Now when I when I met y'all, yeah. uh, y'all had been working on this for for several years already. Indeed. And and I would see you shooting more footage on on Jude, and I I my. I used to tease you. I would say, yes. uh, "Well, first of all, uh, how are you ever going to cut this—the thousands of hours you?" Have? See, I thought someone else was going to do that, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 then my other thing I used to tease you about is I, I don't think you want to finish because I think you enjoy this is a fellowship that you have. It's a fun thing. It's like me and Manny doing the podcast. You know, it's like you really don't want it to end. Am I correct? You're on point. I think there's a, that's a big element to it. You know. I mean, just keep acquiring stuff, and I, after a while, I kind of started thinking like, oh, all the stuff we're shooting—it's like a, it's like we're putting tapes in a shoebox, you know. And someday we'll have to open that shoebox and figure it out, right? Um, uh, yeah, I just thought so. Like I said, I thought someone else was going to edit the movie, um, and so when that didn't come together, I, I just during the pandemic—that's when I really dug down and really uh, learned how to edit and 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 pull it all together. Well, editing's probably the, one of the hardest gigs. Of doing some a documentary or even you know a film or anything, but editing is is tough because you look and you look at stuff and you think, oh, well, that's pretty good, that's really good, that's not that, that's horrible, and you just gotta you gotta you know yeah, how do you especially for a documentary, t- yeah, you know it, it it's it's a lot of work, 
Now we made our mockumentary years ago. Yes. Yeah, and uh, it, it took, was it scripted. Uh, it was loosely scripted. <laughs> I had I had the big board with uh, index cards saying you know beginning, middle, end kind of stuff and what I wanted to do. And I learned that from uh, when I worked at Sunset Gower Studios in L.A. I learned that working on some TV shows. Uh, you know, you have these ideas, and you put these ideas out, and then you loosely, you know, I just basically, I, I wrote a beginning line, a middle line, and an end line. It's a bit like a Christopher Guest movie, right? Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, and Rene wrote some stuff. He wrote well, some well, stuff for Well, it. we had characters that you do, like a guy is playing a certain yeah, role yeah, yeah. coming in, We're gonna, and he's going to be in a scene with these other people. And Manny and I would get together a few days ahead of time at the Red Door. We were writing there a lot, and we yeah. would bring a couple of notebooks. And that was really the first time Manny and I, uh, we, we were, became uh, uh, drinking buddies and writing partners, yeah, as Manny likes to refer to our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we told uh, our agent. But, uh, and so we would just uh, write dialogue for the scene that we had to shoot in two days. And, we and, and the, the, the actors and didn't have to really follow it. They just had to basically hit their beginning line, right, right, their right. middle line, and their end line. And they could improv. However they get there. Right. However they get there. Yeah. You know? And it, it worked for some time. It worked sometimes, and it didn't work sometimes. So that's when I basically, my wife was the editor, and she was like, this doesn't work. It's out. But uh, but you recently actually yes. uh, uh, have a cut of the movie. You have, yes, and, and, it, and it's I, out in the world. Y- yes, you, you sent me a uh, sent Manny and I a link to it. Uh, we watched it, and kudos to you, man. I was very impressed with the way you uh, cut. Were able to cut the wheat from the chaff. You right. have you you uh, tell Jude's story in a in a coherent way. You have some good interviews. Uh, you know. Interviews with uh, his sister and all gives a lot of family background, and so uh, you know I was I was very impressed with uh, again and not not an easy thing considering how much uh, material you had. Yeah, it's heartening to hear, Renee. Absolutely, <laughs> it was a lonely lonely venture in a lot of ways. You know, to get right. to that point, right? So <laughs> so so now you've uh, you yes. you have this this cut and yeah. you're. Uh, entering a bunch of different uh, film uh, festivals. Yeah, the Santa film festivals all around the country um, got a little traction at, at, at several festivals so far. Nice. We're going to be screening. We can talk about that at some point. We're going to be screening. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk talk about that now. Okay, Let's sure. Yeah, November 29th. It's going to the, the 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 movie is going to screen at Zeitgeist Theater down on St. Claude Avenue. Yes, St. Claude Avenue in Araby. Araby. Right. It's going to uh, play at six o'clock. Uh, then it'll be a short Q and A afterwards. And then we're going to have uh, the Down River Chess Club is going to have a uh, blitz chess tournament outside the, the Zeitgeist Theater in the St. Claude Arts Park. Okay. And uh, Ted Hefko is going to provide music during that. Um, and yeah. So then also. So you have Q and A with you and Jude. I believe you're going to be there, right, Jude? Yes. He. I got an okay from Jude. He's going to be there. <laughs> Bailey, you're going to be there too, right? Yes, indeed. All right. And uh, I'd like to get a few other folks there who've been in, in the movie. Maybe we can get Jesse out there. One of the players who uh, um, don't say anything to Jude about this, but uh, we have video in the movie of Jesse beating Jude. Oh my goodness! So um, I'll try to get Jesse out there. Um, yeah, and then also uh, chess, uh, the historic New Orleans, New Orleans collection 
uh, they're going to play a 30-minute, no, yeah, a 30-minute version of the documentary at their Chess Fest, which okay, is November well, 4th, am I noticing? Yeah, November 4th. Very prestigious uh, organization down there in the French Quarter. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans collection. Yeah, they're big fin- fans of Jude there. They've done nice. a, a few th- projects with him. Nice. And, uh, yeah, right in the neighborhood. It's good to see him, uh, you know, uh, supporting that and building that up. So what's going to happen now, next? What's your interest? You've been working on this for 12 years, yeah. and it's done. Yes. Are you going to do a part two? Because the guy's still alive. He, he ain't is. going anywhere. Um, you know, he's not going anywhere, this guy. No. Right. As far as I can tell. No, there's no signs of uh, slowing yeah. down. Yeah, there's no signs, of, and he's still doing what he does. So uh, could there be a part two, or are you going to move on to something else? Well, Maybe the saltwater wedge. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I am writing a screenplay for something I hope to, to make. Um, but I will say, as far as uh, Jude and other options there, uh, I think there's there are parts of his story I, I couldn't, you know, you can't get into everything necessarily in an hour and a half or thereabouts. So there's parts of his story I think that are untold still, even after this documentary. And I think they'd make a great graphic novel or animated movie, like all of his writings in San Francisco and stuff. I think all that stuff hmm. would make a great uh, movie of some sort. Okay. I'm not sure I have the chops for learning animation now yeah. uh, on top of this, but uh, well, I'm just putting that out there. Maybe someone else, maybe Bailey can do it. Perhaps maybe like a five-hour cut of the movie with, <laughs> with all of the uh, right. stuff you had to leave out. Yeah, right. Well, you could do Director's you know, cut. Uh, yeah. like Kill Bill 1 and 2. Right. You could do something like right. that. Right, right. You know. Uh, if, so. when, when this is hugely successful, as we all anticipated it yes. will be. Now, now d- this is really going to uh, do a tremendous amount to raise Jude's uh, profile. I mean, I Jude so. is, is a great... Uh, promoter of chess besides being a great yes. player of chess he's he's out there on a uh, weekend and week out uh, or day in and day out on decatur street with the world chess table playing everybody sees chess i mean we have this is a climate uh you know we, we had the the queen's gambit uh, came out uh you know as chess is becoming more popular so uh, again uh you know jude has has uh been been uh, uh, dealt a, a difficult hand at times, but he has certainly uh, uh, you know made made uh, the most of it. Right, like in a documentary, Muckle C. America calls him you know mentioned that he's been called the the Johnny Appleseed of American chess, and, and I hope the documentary plays some role in perhaps Jew getting into. Uh, Selected to be in the U.S. Chess Hall of Fame or World Chess. World oh, that would be yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah, that would be very sweet. Um, so that's one one hope I have. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, should we uh, maybe take an early break or something? I don't know. I, and, uh, uh, sure, and, we can. And come back with Bailey and and Jude. Sure, sure we could do that. Yeah. yeah. Whatever why, you want to do. We do you're, that. you're running this show. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Okay. Right. So, so the troubled nation run, knows run. what to do. Uh, We're going to get another libation, and uh, we'll be right back. Driving up old 99, you should have heard the teardrops fly. Fat fruit hanging on the trees, and a cotton dress up to her knees. I said, touch me, baby, I'm all alone I'd like to make your love my home Cause it sure is sweet, this highway air But not as sweet as your blossom hair 
said, babe, the first kiss is free. She said, babe, the first kiss is free. She's an oaky paradise, a Mexican dream, heart like silver, lips like cream. Looked at me with a crazy smile, said I'd like to stick around She said, babe, the first kiss is free She said, babe, the first kiss is free And we're back, back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coleman, back with a multitude of guests, uh, Derek Bridges, uh, Bailey Battaway, and the great Mr. Jude Akers. And we got a full room here of, uh, of people making the documentary on Snake and Jake's, uh, shooting us for uh, some B-roll for the movie. Yeah. Who knows, man, it's, it's really jumping now. Uh, Anyway, uh, uh, yes, our podcast housekeeping here. We always uh, mention how you know we are a, a listener-supported operation, and uh, we do have the uh, PayPal and Venmo links right yes. there in the notes of, of every show yes. and the, the pinned Facebook page. Uh, please support us uh, if you're listening to the show. Uh, if you don't like the show, turn it off. If you like it, uh, support it. And uh, we do have the Patreon page. Uh, love our our patrons who are well. If they don't like the show, they should share it. Share with it. Other people, the f- people that they don't like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, send it to like a like yeah. a poison letter. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah exactly. To an ex girlfriend, sure, ex boyfriend. Sure. I don't like this show, but I'm going to share it with yeah. you. Yeah, fuck you. Listen yeah, to this. Fuck you. <laughs> Listen to it, <laughs> motherfucker. Anyway, yeah, I support that as well. It could be uh, vindictive. I don't mind. You know, whatever your motivation is. Um, but yes, uh, uh, yeah, sign up for the Patreon page. Uh, also, we have the uh, Trouble Men Podcast T-shirts. I'm wearing one tonight in honor of uh, the B-roll. Being being shot um what else uh, uh we have oh, t-shirts for sale the holidays are coming uh, up. holidays are right around the so corner order yes. a don't wait too late dress your whole family in troubled men podcast yes. uh, t-shirts and tanks it's a great uh, stocking stuffer yes yes uh, uh, follow us on social media Facebook, Instagram And the shirts uh, soak up blood really well I Yes, hear. yes they do Yes, yes. they do um, uh, Speaking from experience uh, And uh, rate, review, and subscribe Wherever you're listening to the podcast Give us five stars Helps us out a lot Costs you nothing And uh, I think uh, that's probably that's, about it Let's get to get, we get got right so back much into to it to, yeah, 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 yeah So uh, joining us here in the conversation is uh, Bailey Battaway. Uh, so Bailey is a uh, marketing and communications coordinator with the Jazz and Heritage Festival, New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. She's a media consultant and uh, and she's the founder of the Chess Cave down on Decatur Street. We're going to find out about that. She's also, I, b- I believe, the uh, founder of of the uh, the Red Beret Chess Foundation. I hope they have the the name the name of that correct. Anyway, without further ado, the great Miss. 
Bailey Badaway. Welcome, Bailey. Welcome, Thank you all. Thank you for having me. I really feel surrounded by troubled men right well, now. <laughs> well, there's a good reason for that. Uh, yes. <laughs> and yeah. I like your, I'm just noticing your sweater. You have a, uh, a black fashion. and white chess fashion a sweater it's yes. lovely we used to sell chess fashion in the chess cave but it's not for everyone i learned <laughs> so, oh is that right yeah maybe not everybody can, can handle the op yeah. art you know the you know, i like the the black and white op art kind of yeah. stuff but uh well black is very slimming in fashion and white is not it's true so, uh you got to choose your fashion um but um so you're here and we thank you for being here so tell us a little bit about your, yourself, uh, Bailey. Uh, you know, Jude really wanted you to be involved in this, as, as do we. But uh, you, you've come into the, the Jude orbit relatively in the, in the last few years, huh? Yes. So explain how that happened. Yeah, so um, I grew up in Ohio, actually. I moved here when I was 17 years old. I ran away from home. Um, you to know, move here? Yes, and I oh. never looked back. I love music, so wow. my whole life I've loved music. Um, Your parents didn't chase you down and drag you back? No. Okay. I've been on my own. Like I've had this very unhinged, uh, interesting, life in New Orleans. Are you in touch with your parents? Yeah, a little oh, okay. bit. Now, now yeah. I am, but um, yeah, I like cut all ties. I was like, bye forever and I so came to New like Orleans. You're not like Jodie Foster and Taxi Driver, are you? Or something uh, like that? I don't watch TV. Uh, I like <laughs> movie <laughs> things go <laughs> over my movie. head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I just yeah, Taxi like, Driver, yeah. it's a classic. Right. Yeah, um, my brain is empty in that regard, but uh, yeah, I moved here when I was 17. I got a job waiting tables. And then I got an internship with the Louisiana Museum Foundation. And then I started all the digital for the New Orleans Jazz Museum. And my whole career has basically been doing digital media for jazz places. So oh, okay. uh, I'm like a, I'm a computer nerd. I, I'm actually in my last semester at Tulane right now studying computers and uh yeah are they studying you they i mean i think it's terrifying i want to throw my yeah. cell phone my computer yeah. in the river yeah, really, and really go off the grid i think why it's bad why? because i think the technology is bad i think it's evil i think it's i think, yeah, I think we should run Man, manny says that all the time i say it all the time it's yeah. another form of pollution it's scary and it's scary as fuck i don't like it yeah i i studied it because i wanted to uh you know, not be starving, waiting tables. You know, sure. I was like, oh, I got to get a job, right. do something. Yeah. And uh, now I'm just, I've seen the other side and I want to run. <laughs> you <laughs> you know. much, You've seen the enemy yeah. and it is us. Yes. Okay. yes yeah, I, I understand totally. I, I feel your pain, as they say, yeah. you know. Well, so so you you kind of, you're self-taught uh, as far as your, your job uh, uh Performance anyway, Pretty much. you know. I, I mean, because they don't, you know, like you've had all these jobs already. Right? You're saying worked for the, and these are great organizations. Yeah. And these are, I mean, uh, you know, very prestigious. New Orleans Jazz Museum does a fantastic job over there. I've yep. played over there with the iguanas a number of times. Yeah. Played with uh, Lynn Drury a yeah. number of Y'all's times. Y'all's residency was when I was an intern. Oh, okay. I remember. Uh, I think it was the fall of 2015. Y'all did a beautiful residency in that room. So okay. Yeah, I uh, I've had this crazy career of uh, jazz and chess at this point, and it's all accidental, really. I, I mean, I came here with nothing and knew 
no one, so this is where I wound up. <laughs> nice. It's all you're making it out of whole cloth. I yeah. So like what that. are like the you. similarities yeah. between jazz and chess? Oh, Ooh, good question. Gosh. Oh, wow. good um, yeah. They're both uh, crazy. They're both crazy? Yeah. Or they can be. Or they can be crazy. Well, okay. I, I would say uh, like the, just the, the number of, of possible permutations becomes mind-boggling. Yeah. And that's, that's similar you know, to, to both of those endeavors. Yeah, there's infinite, infinite possibilities with both. Right. And much to be explored. No matter what anyone says, people are like, jazz is dead, chess is dead, or it's like, whatever. No, they're lying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's only if you have run out of imagination and, and interest and drive. Yes. Is it, it's, you're dead, but the, the chess and jazz are, are not. Well, so, so you, where's the, the chess uh, uh, you know, impulse come from? How do, how do you get into chess? Well, I actually never played chess my whole life um, until 2020 in the COVID pandemic. I uh, started playing chess with a friend of mine and then I met Jude shortly after because I had never played chess over the board. I was playing basically online on the phone and I was like, I want to connect with people and be out in the world. So my friend took me to Mr. Jude and Jude taught me how the, the, the horse moves. Like I didn't know. I had never played chess on the board and he taught me. And then... Oh, the horse? Yeah, the knight. Yeah, the knight. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> you know, it is a horse. It and is a horse. Yeah, it yes. is a horse. And so Jude taught me how the horse moves and then I just started visiting him all the time. I live in the quarter. I also don't drive. I've never driven a car. Jude has never driven a car. We both live in the French Quarter. It's a lifestyle choice. Mm -hmm. And so I would just well, visit him all the time. we're thankful for that, that Jude's never driven a car. I know. I don't think I ever... Like, Jude's my inspiration to never get my license. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I just think it's really cool to never leave the French Quarter. Yeah. Um, like being uptown with Jude right now is surreal. Like I'm like, yeah. is this really happening? So you've never been in Snake and Jake's before? No, but I did before I moved to the French Quarter. I lived actually around the corner. They call it Candyland. It's on Oak and Adams. It's this like sketchy apartment complex. I lived there with like four roommates for less than a month because the house got robbed at gunpoint. And then oh. I moved to the French Quarter. I was 19. Okay. So. Um, that was my only time. And I used to walk past Snake and Jake's, but this is my first time inside. Okay, well, I think it was probably, uh, this might be Jude's second time, because Jude showed up for our 200th uh, anniversary, our 200th episode party that uh, we had a, uh, a year or so ago. And uh, I think that might have been his first, uh, his, his maiden appearance here. But uh, so he's. It's really cute. Y'all have a great setup. This is a dump. No, <laughs> it's, it's dump. really, look at the maracas painted on the wall. Yeah, it's, it's adorable. It's, it's got a lot of character. It's a, the place is loaded with rustic charm. We like to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, so so you know you meet Jude. You, you find kind of a, a soulmate, a, a meeting of the minds, a, a you know someone of your tribe. I mean, a lot of that is you, you know it's like we're we're all lost until we find people who are like us. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jude loves music. He loves chess. He loves to walk everywhere. He loves to not talk to people. Like, I, I identify with it so much, you know? I really do. Being alone and listening to music all night 
Uh, Are you a night owl? I know Jude yeah. stays up all night long. Yeah, we both love to stay up all night and okay. listen to the radio. Yeah, we what, what do you listen to on the radio? My favorite radio show is Saturday Night New Orleans Radio with Jamie DeLapa on okay. WWOZ, right, midnight to 3 a.m. Uh, it's Saturday night, Sunday morning, technically, but I am a Jamie DeLapa What about Dr. Demento? Club. You ever get yeah. into Dr. Demento? No. Uh, I, I still love to listen to Dr. It. Demento on the I'm radio. I'm just uh, going way back, Renee. She's Come going on. way back. Kid, how old are you? I'm 26. Yeah, she doesn't know. I don't Dr. know. I think they still have it in the. Well, uh, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. somewhere yeah. But that's yeah. like 1960s, yeah. 70s, Dr. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Weird, Weird Al came. You know, I've right, heard of right. Him. So Jude is hold, uh, handing me a, a, a note here. I'm getting a note that says uh, Watts Rolling Stones. Do you have a Charlie oh, Watts yes. connection? I do. So uh, in 2019, when the Stones came to New Orleans, we got a phone call. I was working at the Jazz Museum at the time, and Charlie wanted to see our Drumsville exhibition and some items in the archive yes. because he has a, or had, um, I believe it's actually going up for auction, some of it. Uh, a huge private collection of drums. Like he's got Gene Krupa's drum set. Wow. He, all these things. And so he was nice. sort of brainstorming on what he wanted to do with his collection. Uh -huh. And so he visited us. So it was on, um, if y'all recall, there was a hurricane happening. Like the Stone Show got delayed, delayed one day. Yes. Yeah. So this was the no, day. It was way before Idol. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be. I was able to see the Stones because of the delay. Right. I was on tour. I was not going to be able to see them. Yeah. And it got postponed i was able to make it back in time my my uh, luthier the guy built my bass is their guitar tech oh, nice. all the iguanas got to see this the, the uh, i had my hands all over their guitars backstage it was anyway so special so, yeah so charlie came in and checked yeah, out all he the kids. came and it was like we had to open the museum the power actually went out like five minutes before he got there and then it came back on it was like the museum was pitch black and we were like oh no what if charlie shows up and the lights are all off but they Kinda came like on like the stones yeah uh, it goes off and then comes back on. It really was. So fucking old. Um, but yeah, he was a total gentleman. Charlie Watts also never drove. That's a fun fact. No he never drove. He Just always had like a driver. You and Jude. Right. So All he's right. part of our squad. R.I.P. Charlie. <laughs> nice, he was nice. so respectful. He read every label, you know, hands behind his back, very observant, right. very polite. So yeah, I loved yeah. getting to meet him. That's and very Jude, cool. Jude had a lot of Stones experiences too that he'll talk oh, yeah, about. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. Jude, Jude's Jude's uh, been with all the rock stars. Well, so so you've uh, so you. you meet Jude, you, you uh, b become more involved in him, you start the, what's what comes first, the chess cave or the foundation? Okay, so the story is yes, tell the story. that on All Saints Day 2020, I went with a couple friends to the Paul Morphy grave in St. Mm -hmm. Louis number one to leave him an offering on All Saints Day. So we left him some coffee grounds and the, a chess piece. The, the great Creole uh, world chess champion, New, New, New Orleans uh, born world chess champion, yes. Paul Morphy. Yes. yes. And so it was important for us to go there because, you know, the cemetery is not open every day. You have to have a licensed tour group. So we're like, oh, All Saints are going to go visit um, Paul Morphy and we left him some coffee and chess pieces. I met Jude about a month later, days after Jude's longtime manager. Uh, oh, wait, you went to Paul Morphy's grave before you ever met Jude? Yeah. Uh, well, it's did, like this, it's it's How it's did you crazy. know to do that? Because I had just started playing chess and I was with a couple of chess friends and we were like, oh, let's go to the 
grave and give okay, him some coffee. Okay, all right. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. Go, oh, go no, on. it's okay. And then, you know, I meet Jude shortly after the new year. So, like, first week of January 2021. Jude's manager in the 70s, this guy named Russell W. Miller, had passed away, I believe, the week before. So there's all these very mysterious things happening. I also found a very strange rock the day that I met Jude. I still have it. It's, the, it's, the, it's a rock. It has words on it. Anyways, I meet Jude. Jude doesn't really acknowledge who I am. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just a person coming to the chess table. You know, he doesn't know me from anyone else. Sure. But the second time I ever went to Jude's table, there was a film crew there that had been arranged by the historic New Orleans collection, Kendrick Perkins. So my second time with Jude, they're literally filming us on the sidewalk, making a movie that went on to the news, I guess. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, yeah. And I just started visiting Jude every day, bringing him food. And in February, one month later, I met this guy, Jerry, the wolf man, because it was cold and Jude and I were playing chess and he brought me into the MRB bar and Mr. Wolfman had been looking for Jude to give Jude some magnets and business cards. And that's when Mr. Jerry showed me the building that would become the chess cave. He was like, I own the building next door. Come see it. It's got a portal to the underworld in the back. And there's this tiny room where I store my bike. Maybe you can use it for something. Huh. And I saw it and immediately was like, that's the chess cave. Wow. Um, and the building that the chess cave in was is in was the first Louisiana Church of Witchcraft. Mary Oneida Toops was this woman who came to New Orleans and literally made a church of witchcraft and had a portal in the back. When was that? In the 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, then it became a sex shop called Second Skin, and then Mr. Jerry bought it from them, and it's an antique store chess cave and psychic reading storefront so what goes on in the chess cave we play chess we naked no (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i mean we could there's really no rules like a plan there's no rules (laughs) maybe during the naked bike race we can do something i mean it's it would have to be an occasion because the chess cave is a family friendly place Ultimately, it's designed to be sure. a place for Well, you can do the everyone. after hours chess Yeah, game. the How secret. Yeah, like <laughs> the, the second show. You know, yeah. It gets a little blue. Yeah, oh, it gets no. a little blue. Yeah. Now, do you think chess should be like an Olympic sport? Definitely. I think chess is the best sport. I think it's the only sport that matters, honestly. It's well, just the best. Go. I agree. If you're going to have the thing where you ski and shoot a rifle and uh, do your taxes, you may as well have have uh, chess in there too. Totally. And do it naked. Yeah, and okay. there's actually I, I'm just putting <laughs> it out level there. Of difficulty. The, yeah. There's a sport called chess boxing. It's oh, alternating. Oh, my son is in it. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So it's my dream actually, and I'm putting this out on the air. It's big in Russia, I understand. It's huge. Right. I want to do chess. Cave chess boxing in New Orleans. So if anyone listening knows about it, what is it? Call yeah, me. That work? You box alternating between rounds of chess. So it's whoever gets knocked out or checkmated first. Did <laughs> you punch <laughs> each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's full full oh. contact boxing oh, mixed with uh, chess chess moves. Chess Can we play. do that naked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. anything to get donations. Let's do it. 
Okay. It's a fundraiser. Right. Now, I'll say right now uh, to my son, you are not allowed to do this. Uh, he, 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 my son was wanting to organize a, uh, a chess boxing. Really? Uh, uh, so I'm not know, allowed to event. collaborate? Well, uh, he can organize. He just can't participate. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll hook you up with him. No, Sweet. It's, it's, it's better. Wow. Yeah. It's such a small world. It is a very small world. Well, it's a small town, you know. But, yes. but yeah, it's very crazy. Uh, ch- chess boxing. Yeah, you know. It's, uh, they, they seem diametrically opposed. But, you know, in a sense, uh, for fans of the sweet science, you know, uh, boxing is chess with the ultimate, uh, most dire uh, consequences. So true. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Um, so, so you're running the the, and what is the, what does in running the chess cave involve? Are you manning it uh, on a daily basis, or when is it open? What so, on the door, taped to the door, is a sign that I made that says "Open Strange Hours." Because they're only open strange hours, and I am uh, always running around. I always have a million projects going on, so I personally am not there physically very often, but things are happening. Okay, you have uh, collaborators there? Uh- yeah, we have volunteers, and you know, I'm really open to any. Anything, anything goes. Okay, open to anything. We like that on the Troubled Men podcast. Yeah. The girl who's up for anything. That's a, yeah. You'd be surprised how hard yeah. it is to find sometimes. Night is uh-huh. young. Yeah, yeah. Oh we're, we are in Snake and Jake's. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about portals to the underworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is. <laughs> you should see the Bailey. <laughs> Bailey, 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 Bailey. Oh, Bailey. <laughs> but right. uh, well, uh, to to the listeners out in the troubled nation who might want to be involved in in the or get involved in the in the chess cave, how how could we uh, find out about uh, doing that? Well, we have a website called thechesscave.org. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at okay. the Chess Cave. You can also reach out to me or Jude. I also uh, run Jude's social media, so. Jude Akers on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Hit right. us up. Man in the Red Beret. Is that how it's uh, sometimes uh, the handle? Yeah. So that's Derek. <laughs> I'm oh, okay. Jude. Oh, okay. There's two of us. It's right. very, very confusing. Everyone thinks that it's Jude, but Jude is OG, no cell phone, off the grid. Oh, I know. Aspirational. Yeah. yeah no, I saw the film. I saw the inside of, of Jude's apartment with his his uh, his drainage system uh, uh, composed of uh, tarps. It's genius. Uh, it is genius. It's a it's a it's a, it's a a fit of engi- a feat of engineering similar to uh, the building of the pyramids, but. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's not Jude running. So you guys, well, that's okay. You know, it's it's good to have several different uh, websites covering the same thing. I think in journalism they call that flooding the zone. Yeah, we're flooding it all <laughs> we're right. All about <laughs> <the zone> here. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so you have the the chess cave, and and you guys uh, have like low cost or free lessons going on there. Yeah, uh, we try to do it all free accessible we give away free ice cream we did free chess cupcakes one time we love ice cream and chess we love giving chess sets to kids and books nice. to kids again a chess set to to jude saved his life he it's will he, he says that in the documentary he said that on the on the podcast he will possibly say it again tonight but uh you know that thing that can give a, a child or a person who is without hope 
something to to hold on to uh, a, a a light in the in the distance to to cling to absolutely yeah i think that's the best part of chess is that you don't have to think about anything else you can really just get in the zone and that's what it's been for me like i tell people the chess cave is how my brain is like if you've ever seen it it's literally a, a cave chess checkerboard walls all over uh and that's how I feel when I'm playing chess, and that's what I like. It's, it's, it becomes like a prayer, you know? When, when, when you can focus on something where everything else melts away, it, it, like playing music is like that for me, you know? That's, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a devotion, it's, it's a prayer, it's, it's a, a meditation, in a sense. So you also have, uh, you know, you're you're personally involved with, you know, you're we all are personally involved with Jude at this uh -huh. point. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Yes. But uh, but uh, you you now have the foundation. Tell us about the the. Yeah. So the full name of the foundation is the Redbury Chess Foundation. The Chess Cave is the flagship project, and the Redbury Chess Foundation is named in honor of Jude. And it's a small nonprofit. It's mostly been me and Mr. Jerry, but we've gotten a couple little donations here and there. So all the money will eventually be used to uh, erect a life-sized or larger-than-life-sized statue of Jude on Decatur Street. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that that's was your the That's, that's the ultimate yeah. dream. It is. Hello. Cool. A chess yeah. monument plus a, a mon two chess tables. Yeah, huge. It's got to be yeah. like 13 feet tall and two like, chess like boards. David, like David, uh, like Michelangelo. And, he, and he's making the move, right? He's making the move. Yeah, and yeah. people will be able to play chess at the chess boards that are where Jude would set up. Right. So that's the dream. So wh whoever wants to fund it we'll put your name on the plaque and say thank you there you go and there's a lot of people with excess money out there that, yeah. that are just throwing it away you know yeah well you know it's yeah. like something like this this is really something for the ages you know yeah. it is. and and so my son uh i'm not sure that jude mentioned this i think maybe before the podcast my son started uh became involved in scholastic chess as like a first grader oh, cute. at uh at lusher school who uh, had a great program started by the great Michael Tisserand, yeah. who I thought he was always involved in chess. Turns out, no, Michael learned about chess because he thought it would be healthy for his kids to get into. Wow. He, that, that was his, the, the, his, the his genesis of yeah. his entry. He started this program, wound up being uh, extremely successful, uh, you know, Did he teach his kids how to steal? Uh, <laughs> Manny has a has a has a gripe. We won't go back. We won't relitigate here <laughs> about uh, Michael borrowing his own book from the bookstore that Manny runs, and I think he brought oh. it back. But uh, he but, says uh, he did. Well, anyway, anyway, again, we won't re we relitigate no, that. Signed. No, it was his own book. Uh, he was no, borrowing yeah, it to, exactly. to know, show it to you, someone. You're going to a book event. Bring your own fucking book. Don't yeah, steal yeah, it from yeah. my shop. BYOB. I agree. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, but I, I have to say that that my son's exposure to chess and really it trains your brain to think in a certain way that once you are uh, once your organ your brain is organized like this, you can't help but apply it to every decision you make ever in life. So so people who who play chess from an early age. 
don't make one move at a time. They don't they don't do something and see what somebody else will do. They do the math, as they say in, in chess. You know, they they contemplate. Okay, if I do this, then this is probably going to happen. Then this is going to happen. This is going to flow from it. They're it's like thinking, a serial killer. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. A successful serial killer yeah. or a successful yeah. anything. Yeah. You know, if you I have kill to kill this person, but I do this and this. Right, they won't right. Catch you, me you, for this and this. Yeah, you got to have vision. You got to yeah. do the math. You got to think out. Uh, you know, ahead of 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 uh, all these moves. And it really prepares you for success in life, whether you be a uh, uh, an investor, uh, an attorney, or a serial killer. So you know, we all want to succeed, at whatever our chosen uh, you know endeavor is. Yeah, chess can help us all. Everyone should play chess. Right on. Well, uh, I think we've uh, come right up to uh, the precipice of, of the the great man himself. I think yeah, we're I, I think, think so. we're there. Uh, yeah. So. So, uh, you know, uh, just, just to, to recap, you know, we, we have uh, the, the irrepressible Jude Akers, who has been so well-behaved, I cannot be- believe. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, when you're on Bailey, you learn proper etiquette and manner. And but, how to conduct yourself. So he, 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 he's had the, the world chess table on Decatur Street for decades. Uh, he's, he's out there every day uh, playing games, uh, teaching lessons, uh, taking on all comers. Uh, the the uh, American Chess Federation has a, a rule that was specifically designed to thwart Jude's, uh, 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 you know, uh, movement. Uh, you know, there he's 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 playing on the international stage. He's he's known as as a promoter. Anyway, well, I think I've done enough of that. You got that. W- without further ado, the great Mr. Jude Akers. Welcome, Jude. Welcome. Well, thank you very, very much. It's and time Renee, to go now. So. I'm very <laughs> pleased with you. <laughs> Bailey, I, I love you, and I know that I'm really out to get Manny because he's always sneaky and has these comments that outdo me all the time, and yeah. that's a very difficult thing. Well, you know, I'm, all, I'm trying to stay one move ahead. Jude. That's it. That's See? it. Yeah, exactly. So, Jude, uh, w- you must be so gratified to, at this point in your life, you know, ha- have... You know, th- this kind of recognition, this kind of documentation. Uh... When the film broke about 14 days ago, I told Derek Bridges, I'm a loner. I don't like censorship. I like Bailey doing what she wants as far as art. I told her to bring down uh, $2,000 term what we're holding. I told her to stick every piece of art up there that she wants. And I told Bridges 10 years ago, you're doing, th- you're doing this. Um, I don't want to see it until it's in films. You just do it the way you want. And... Um, the incredible journey of knowing this wonderful person was great, but you're looking at a multi-million dollar film and an absolute monster. Uh, I never predicted any part of the content. He broke with um, in an opening with um, a person who just had been very successful against me and took several people at the end. It did a montage of hundreds of New Orleans players, and the film was an absolute monster. I'm unprepared for it emotionally, and even now, play it without sound in the morning to see the composition. Bridges does not um, tap dance. He doesn't show off. He's a gentleman, very quiet, and um, ruthlessly hit. And this is an absolute monster film. You know that I knew Francis Ford Coppola and the whole crew that made The Godfather. I was there when they were doing two. And when they broke with Apocalypse Now, I'm telling you, um, the basic attitude of just lay back not, uh, is Derek Bridges. This thing is a monster and it's hitting and people know it. Uh, they're unprepared for it here in New Orleans on November 29th. There are only 75 seats. You don't realize, you're, 
you you have a local person named Derek Bridges, very pleasant. You don't really believe he's capable of of uh, launching a movie to gross twenty, fifty, a hundred million dollars on uh, to do Netflix and do everything. But um, the film was a monster, and I had absolutely nothing to do with the actual context or how he hit. When I watched the film, I just uh, could not believe what I was seeing. But you've lived life, you know. That's uh, so. Uh, if I had to do it again. When I was starving off Greyhound buses, when uh, Russell Miller was um, at his, the great genius who managed my touring for four and a half years before he quit believing in himself, and who put me in the Guinness Book of World Records twice, if I had to do it all again and starve, I'd do it. And in addition, coffee, uh, just having a cup of coffee and infomotor on Greyhound buses was worth it. Guinness Book of World Records, being in there twice, was a tremendous high. The big thing was, like it was in this Illinois bus station and Russell Miller um, uh, man who died recently uh, who'd arranged more than 1,000 of my appearances and dozens of exhibitions in prisons hospitals and schools in 46 states are uh, really one of the great man, great promotional people in American history he hadn't gotten the money to me uh, for somehow so it was a mess up and the bus station had closed and uh, I was in the cold and I was up in the ditch for three or four hours before the bus station opened. It was a little bit cold and everything, but I remember thinking, it's worth it. I like chess and I like giving exhibitions in prisons when nothing's happening and the film is absolutely unbelievable for me to handle. I told Bridges, I don't care if the film ever comes out knowing you has been a terrific journey. And... Uh, of course, meeting uh, Bailey was um, staggering. The funny thing is, um, Renee, you were there in a the garage. I brought Bailey in. You were doing handling sound on some things that Derek Bridges wanted to handle. And you, um, she walked around. She watched you in operation and the whole crew. And she asked me after, do you think they would take 30000 for the film? And I thought that was awfully strange coming from a young girl. Um, I mean, I knew she was sharp. I know a lot of sharp women, but I wasn't catching on at all. Um, and then um, when she suddenly began shooting videos over my shoulder, she got this guy, Terrence, um, right outside Hotel Provincial. Um, she shot him playing a trumpet. And uh, over my shoulder in 30 seconds. And it got 38,000 hits in, in like by the next day. And then she got me. Um, Derek says it was 400,000, but I remember a count of 850,000 in 18 hours where uh, she got me kicked off TikTok because she ran a uh, naked bike race in Jude Acres. Oh, and I saw overnight, that, right? yeah, and I went to 190 countries overnight. And despite my best efforts to die alone and forgotten, I told Warden Lynch, I just want to be buried in with the people of Louisiana. Uh, take my eyes and um, the rest of my body for anything that needs it, at charity hospital, whatever. And just take me out in the fishing boat of Royal Lynch and put me in the water with the fish and the people of Louisiana. Uh, because they put me through Louisiana State University. And I've had the most unbelievable life you can imagine. I'm world famous and I know it. Yep, yep. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What'd you say? <laughs> Manny is truly great. <laughs> but in the end, um, knowing Bailey and knowing Derek Bridges was worth it all. The Bridge, the Bailey experience is pretty incredible, as you probably know. Dynamite women have been around me all my life. Um, many, many you women. You seem to attract them. Well, you, uh, you know, I can tell you actually the stories you wouldn't believe. Because you're not, you're not, you're, you're not. Man, uh, you tell don't us have a one. Tell on, us one. Know, yeah. Well, many. <laughs> I was in the Guinness Book of World Records when Russell Miller was really popping. I was in this telephone book like Clark Kent, 
and uh -huh. Manny can have fun with all with it a lot. I was in Kansas, and the guy said, "What's your schedule? I'm going to put you on the road." Russell Muller, the great promotional genius at his best when he was on top of the world. And by the way, when you come into Portland, Oregon. Uh, Jude, you're going to play a world record Guinness Book of World Record exhibition, and you're going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. And I just sat there on the bus, real quiet, and um, I roll in there, and it happens. Well, Manny, your favorite is going to be Cheyenne, Wyoming. You know where uh, Jack Kerouac wrote, On the Road, I'm reading On the Road right there, and he talks about the Cheyenne, Wyoming bus station as I'm reading On the Road about the Cheyenne, Wyoming bus station. As you're riding through it, wow. I'm riding through it, yeah. And so, Manny, here's your favorite story. Naturally, there are two nurses, luscious, beautiful nurses. I love nurses. And Good all start. dressed Good in start. white, and they're sitting in the front. And Tudek was sitting there with his infomoder, and Metanovic just died, who put out infomoder. And they voted one of my games, one of the top uh, 10 games in the world that year. That doesn't happen. A guy uh, with no family, no nothing, riding around, and they voted one of his games, one of the 10 greatest in the world. Right. I mean, it just, it's never happened since uh, an American like that. So I'm sitting there with my pocket set, and there are these two nurses, Manny, and they're sitting in the front. And you can't make this stuff up, Manny. They've got a Guinness Book of War Records just out. Excuse me, ma'am. Um, is that the Guinness Book of War Records? Yes, it is. Well, could you look? I think I'm in there under chess. <laughs> and uh, the two nurses say to me, Manny, um, what's your name? And, I, and uh, then they look it up. You're here. And I read the Guinness Book of War Records with Jude Akers. And I said, it's really incredible that you would, you two, beautiful ladies would have the Guinness Book of Records in the front of a bus as we're pulling out. And they said, it's really incredible that you're in the Guinness Book of War Records. And Jude, we're taking you to the back of the bus. Yeah, oh, baby. Yeah, okay. Now, Manny, okay. you could take you it from there. Uh, but yeah. that was a long <laughs> <laughs> But Manny, that was a long trip across the United States. I bet. And I was, in, I was helpless in their hands. Uh. <laughs> and that's, that's an obvious story. But anyway, nice. meeting Bailey, um, I like consider myself um, a real promotional genius. I don't think there's any question that it's true. But that I, I have a lot of a lot of sharps. But um, you have to understand that I respect women. And I know a lot of dynamite women who've pulled off things. But uh, I never saw the train coming. The freight train Manny would have picked up on it like in 20 minutes. Uh, Derek Bridges picked it up uh, picked up on it in a week. But I didn't catch on at all. It took me a year and a half. But anyway, what happens with Bailey is. Um, uh, she does a video, WGNO video, only because um, she's leaving. I asked her to stay around. She's wearing a mask during the pandemic. I don't know that I'm dealing with a multi-million dollar promotional person dealing who handles all the promo for the Jazz Fest. She's monstrously big. Right. Um, I mean, she's like a um, 100,000 times watt volt bigger than New Orleans. And she all, she's a very great promotional genius. So she comes over, man... Uh, to, to my place to hook up some internet. She takes a big bag out. She's a digital wizard. She hooks up, hooks up my whole Wi-Fi and everything with parts she brought. She's very quiet. She's hooked up my internet. She does it for homeless people, man. She helps a lot of people. And suddenly I'm realizing I've got a, just a megawatt wizard and in elegant form, beautiful language. She's beautifully expressed. She says, well, thank you for letting me help you with your internet, Jude. And she leaves. And I'm sitting there like I've been hit with a bomb. And suddenly I realize, you know, this is, this is a heavy mother. And so I pass by the chess cave every day 
uh, the, uh, garage. Uh, what, what's going on here? I mean, I get full credit. I had no idea what's going on. She's building a little garage. Oh, that, was, the chess that gate. was outside of your yes, impetus. I'm going okay. home. Uh, I'm going home, man. Mm -hmm. And every day I look at the chess gate. That's strange. I don't realize I'm dealing with a mega genius. Derek picked up on it in less than a week. It was closely examining her. She's in the movie, of course, massively featured. But Derek just knew. He, could, well, he has much many more experiences with women. Well, you know, anytime okay, someone we'll comes over my house with a bag, it's totally something different. <laughs> well, uh, okay. you know, I know you're evil. But it's usually like, good news, though. Remember, yeah. many at all times, you're dealing with a Boy Scout who does not drink, does not smoke, does not do dope, and knew Janice Alpin and, and got to play basketball with Jim Morrison and knew all the heavies out there and never got stoned. And I was very happy throughout. And boy, do I have memories. It was a good thing. But anyway, the last thing that happens is um, all of a sudden, um, the videos begin to drop that she's putting uh, up. And suddenly, I get um, eight hundred thousand, not four hundred thousand. I have video hits footage. in twenty-four hours. I've kicked off uh, TikTok, and she set it up. And she knows that she can do incredible things on the media. And suddenly, I have Facebook and other things. And uh, then finally, so she you make money off this. Uh, in effect, I'm guaranteed uh, millions because of it, because there are promotional things regarding the film. Because we haven't made a fucking dime on this podcast. Yes, but, you must yeah, but, but Jude but took you, his whole yeah. life building up well, you, to this you point. You need to so, understand, you know, I told yeah. Derek Bridges, you, you th I told Derek Bridges, now, if you make $20 million before this film, um, uh, before this program, I said, on your 21st million, we've agreed we're going to give the show... The show a million bucks. We're going to get a million. After, we'll split a million. After you need to I understand. See, Derek doesn't understand. <laughs> I was around the whole film crew of. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola, and, and I mentioned to you before, James Caan was the only person who was insanely didn't sign the contracts for further shots with Coppola. Everyone else signed right away. All your friends, um, all of your friends in San Francisco um, jumped on the other uh, projects. Well, you see, I know, I know the general background uh -huh. of Coppola, and Derek Bridges is just following the steps, oh, being pleasant okay. to people. Nice. Remember, it was Coppola, washed up Brando, totally washed up Marlon yeah, Brando. Yeah, he took him and said, "I'm going to have this guy." He was in the kitchen, Paramount was, Studios. Fuck he, you. He went over with yeah. napkins in Brando's kitchen, and Brando put the napkins in yeah. and, and read samples from The Godfather. And it was Robert Evans who said, "Okay, I'm doing this." Because he trusted those kids. But, stays but in Coppola the was yeah. the guy with exactly. the test. Coppola was the guy with the test that brought it to Evans. The guy's not washed up. I'm telling you, he can do this. Yeah. And I'm telling you that Bridges, who is absolutely a non-hysterical person, simple, non-emotional, is cold stone killer, and it's going to happen for you. And another thing, I think I made him a million bucks because I think the film, the film will gross, counting everything over 15, 20 years, well over 20 million. So ah, I think nice. I think he has it. Oh, there you go. Not right. stay alive. If I break then, that twenty right? million mark, you get a million. You have to stay alive then, right? There's that. Uh, we actually, all got to we actually, all got to stay alive, yeah. man. No, got to stay alive to collect. Actually, he doesn't. Remember, he has a well, wife. I, actually, I do. He has I an do. estate, a family. So whether he stays or not, well, we could check I, out. And we could still. Remember, he has a family. We could still make that. But the most important thing, Manny, and you know it's true, Manny. What? But far more, he knows he made the film his way. It's his, oh, not yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. don't kid yourself, Manny. It is not oh, like you never made millions in comedy. It's not the, uh, the end, the destination. It's the journey. That's it, baby. Yeah. That's it. Another thing. Yeah. Another <laughs> thing. You met Bailey tonight. You met Derek again. You've met me. That may not mean much, but it could be huge for you in the future. You don't well, This is how so. it's done, Manny, baby.
Oh, Manny Baby. Okay, all right. Well, you know, Jude, you were you were here with the podcast early on, going back to 2019. You were on show anything number, number Bridges asked. If Bridges asked, that's it. I go <laughs> right, right. Episode well, 43. We, you know, we were uh, episode 43. Wow. That's yeah, yeah. A long so time. anyway, I'm you just looked that up today. I looked it up today. I, I have to do Manny, that. I always ask you if you have a story. This is the very. I just fed it to the Kaiser uh, I don't have any stories. Not yet. No. 2000. Uh, I need a story like this, Manny. I gave you one about my teacher, and you had another one. Oh yeah, um, about my uh, you know, eighth grade, and teacher. it was great, yeah, by the way, and uh, I yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah. So here's my story. Here's my Bailey story. It's mm-hmm. very simple. Do you have one like it? So Bailey, there's a blindfold exhibition. A local guy, Derensburg, he plays six people blindfolded. I, I build him. I tell him, look, we're going to do it in the street with cars going by, and I'll make the moves. Of course, that's the hard part, coordinating the moves from the players, mm-hmm. getting the players down. So it's funky. It's on the road. He's playing six people blindfolded. Okay, and I'm standing there, Bailey's friend, and Bailey really helped him a lot. Okay, so I'm standing there, the blindfold exhibition, and she's making puppet, uh, puppets for children out of paper, and I'm beginning to finally, after a year and a half, catch on that, uh, that I've got a heavy mother, that this is a strange woman, you know, and, and I'd better <laughs> start paying more attention. But here, here's what happens, and you'd never do this, Manny. She drew some art to bring around on the street, Manny, and she didn't at the last second bring it. She was afraid of what people would think. You'd have brought the art. All right. So anyway, I'm giving away away $2,000 on the sidewalk. $2,000 on the sidewalk. A 22-player tournament this weekend. The Picayune just did a massive story about it. And I told her four days ago, you see all these pools by the chess table? All the tournament? I got people coming in. You want to do any art, you put it up there. And I don't want to see it till it's there. Don't ask me how crazy things go through like this. Do you have a story like that, Manny? I don't think so. <laughs> well, you know, no, you know, Jude. I wasn't really listening. Yeah, This is a continuum. This is like, uh, you know, just a continuation of, of your life. Uh, just to recap, we're, we're coming in on the, the, the closing moments of the podcast. But, One last thing. But you were. Oh, <laughs> What's oh, that? Okay, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody told you not to do anything to censor you. And you said, hell no, I'm doing it. I have, you know, I, I, every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> every every day. day. Yeah, pretty much every day. <laughs> he's, he's, he's Manny Chevrolet. Yeah. <laughs> if someone tells me don't do that, I'll say, fuck you, I'm doing it. You know? yeah, 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 I, yeah. I don't know. I can't give you an example. My wife tells me to shut up. And I say, no, I'm not shutting up. You know, my daughter says, give me this. I say, I'm not giving you this. You know, learn on your own. This is a real world. It's life. So uh, I, that question is uh, obsolete to me. Right, right, right. But uh, but you just to, to recap, you were and, and to to give you know inspiration for people out there who feel like there's there's no hope for me. You were a child who had been thrown away, neglected. Uh, uh, Number one, disregarded. You, Number you said, one, you, turn on the radio and like Manny, like yourself. Don't worry about the past. Manny likes the way he operates. He's going to show up for the podcast. He's going to take care of himself. Be positive in your attitude about yourself. Turn on the radio and dance. Uh, find not a job that pays money, but a job you really like to do. And read books and thing and, and, and excellent journalism like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and your local press where people try to write about something. Read about music. Uh, stay interested in living and walk everywhere. And, and if you don't drink or don't smoke or don't do dope or keep it to a minimum, um, you may have an advantage when 
when you're 80 years old. I'm 79, and I'm going to hold an, an 80th birthday party, and I'm going to have Bailey and all of her friends um, and all of Manny's friends come up and have free ice cream. Well, I don't oh, have any man. friends. And me too. Me too. Because <laughs> we're, we're, we're not your friends. Yeah, we're yeah, riding yeah, partners yeah, and drinking yeah, buddies. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't hang out with this Do guy. Do I get to come too? But, yeah. like, but I highly I like yourself, like the person you are, and don't let people take late trips in you. And um, in general, have a general plan. Will there plan. be cake at this party? Yes, ice cream, it will so. be cake. Okay, okay. and ice cream? Yeah. You, like, I, I like I'm Neapolitan ice cream. I'm represented you by, uh, Bailey, yeah. Yeah. by Bailey Battaway Flash and Dash Productions. Oh, okay. Miss Battaway delivers total uh, cake and, and candy services. A supper oh, okay. a big 500 to be sure. Because oh, Renee nice. likes finger sandwiches. <laughs> he can oh, have yeah, yeah. Well, I like the triangle sandwiches, yeah, like too. I can assure you that Renee has Definite has only to speak to my representative, Miss Bailey, by the way, of Flash and Dash Productions, and it all kid. happens. <laughs> this well, could be uh, your uh, well, board. Well, you can do this part at your board, dude. Just kidding. Bit, well, let me ask you this, oh, what? Manny. What? I do exhibitions in prisons free of charge. And Bailey wants to go to a prison chess exhibition. She's the only person I've ever known that wants to. Okay, what's the question? What do you think? About you think what? Should, going to I prison? Do? No, you I think... don't want to go to prison. Okay. <laughs> Who wants be, to go to prison? You'd go over great in a prison. No, <laughs> yeah, I'd be yeah, I'd oh. be very great in a prison. I'm a little guy with a tight ass. Yeah. I don't want to go to prison. Yeah, man. no, 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 no. We're, no. we're keeping Manny out of prison. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Once I become mayor, then I have a chance to go to prison. There you yeah. go. That, yeah. That's the yeah. usual progression. Are you still going to yeah, run, yeah, Manny? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They keep uh, they get me drunk enough. I'll run yeah, again. It's keeps, a lot of paperwork. Keeps trying to get out, and they keep yeah. pulling him back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's too much paperwork, right, dude. Right. It's just so much paperwork, and and this city and this state is so corrupt. I don't even know it's worth it anymore. Well, yeah, what are we going to do? We may not have water in, in uh Yeah, we may not have water. Many, many for mayor to fix the salt problem in the water? Well, no, that's by the time the next election comes around, that's that that yeah, problem's going to be over with. It's going to be, you know, you know, uh, cocaine in our water. Right, right. Well, you I, know, uh, vodka in our water. Fingers crossed. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, you know. well, Manny, this seems like a podcast. Yeah, well, I think we landed this enough. thing, man. Thank you, uh, yeah, Derek Bridges. One, two, and three. Thank you so yeah. much, Derek Bridges. Thank you, Bailey Princess. We love you all. Thank you, you Bailey. It was so nice. You're a very sweet chick. Yeah. Flash, Flash yeah. and Dash Productions, yeah. media representative worldwide, Charlie Watts' best friend. Oh, okay. Thank Charlie you, Charlie Watts' best friend. So uh, thank you, Bailey. Thank you, Derek. Uh, fantastic job on the podcast. November I mean, on, 29th, on the film. Right? right? November 29th. Yeah, November 29th. Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Uh, look it up. They have, uh, the yes, the uh, screening of the, of the film uh, as well as It's just as one the, night only? Yes, as I guess. Oh, wow. so far, yes. Okay, so far, yeah. hopefully we'll be, get a couple yeah. nights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, thank you, Jude. It's it's been such a pleasure once again. And, and as, I can't, ima and I can't I imagine you're going to walk home. May yeah. I put in? <laughs> may I put in a last minute plug? Thank you to your son for going to prisons and and giving prison chess to prisoners. My son, yes, you inspired my son Daniel to uh, to start a, a, a chess program at, at Orleans Parish Prison, which. Uh, Yes, he yeah, it's been nice very, knowing him too. Very gratifying. <laughs> speak, speak to Mr. To, to Madam Bailey uh, to uh, book a, a prison exhibition. Uh, we'll have to do that. Check. Well, uh, 
man, thank you all so much. And uh, as always on the Troubled Men podcast, we like to say trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. Good night. Good night.